0: Welcome to Cover 4. If you're a Section 4 football fan, you're in the right place. This is your podcast. I'm Coach Smith, and I'll be your host. Buckle up. Let's go. The Cover 4 podcast is in its fourth season of bringing you dedicated Section 4 football insight. If you enjoy this podcast, I'm asking you to consider making a thank you donation to ensure this podcast continues well into the future. In the show notes, click the Support the Show link and follow the prompts. Thank you in advance for your consideration and donation. Welcome to Week 6 of the Section 4 football season. We have only three weekends left in the regular season. Can you imagine that, how fast it's gone? Teams are jockeying for the postseason. In this episode, we have two high-profile homecoming games. Roger Neal will analyze Shenango Forks at Maine Endwell Well, and I will analyze Waverly at Susquehanna Valley. What do you got for us, Roger? Well,
1: Tim, here's one that we've been looking for and have for a number of years. It's a showdown at Maine Endwell, Well. The Spartans and Shenango Forks, the Blue Devils, and the to top it off at ME this weekend on Saturday, it is homecoming for the main and well Spartans. Now the forks coming in three and one, they're a class C team this year, three and two overall or three and one in class C. They've racked up 141 points, averaging 28 points a game, 35 points against total. So an average of seven points a game. So you can see, once again, Forks defense has been the driving force for them with a record of three and one in Class C play. Uh, last game, they were able to roll by Susquehanna Valley 32 to nothing. So again, that outstanding defense on display. And one of their games, uh, well, a loss to Windsor 8-0. So not a bad opponent to lose to, but a loss nonetheless, not putting any points up on the board on that. And uh, one loss also to Waverly and a barn burner right down to the end, Waverly, a 19 to 15 decision. So the two losses that they have overall in their record have been to standout teams in our area. Now, what about the Maine-Edwell Spartans, Class B, 27-game winning streak for Coach Gallagher's team. They're 5-0 overall, 3-0 and in the division. They've rolled up a pretty... Impressive stat to say the least 265 points for that's an average of 53 points a game, 91 points against, giving up just 18 points. Now, you can put that into perspective because a lot of those points that were scored against them were against second and third team players because they were so far in front at the end of the half or the third quarter that they got a lot of reserve players, plenty of playing time, sometimes as much as the starters. Last week, what we thought was going to be a potential close game? Well, not even a close contest to talk about, because they blew out Windsor, who came in unbeaten, 50-16, to 16, and they've scored now 41 or more points in every game that they played Maine and Well. Now, against Windsor, Maine and Well's Austin nice shot to Vinnie Mancini, starting things off a 51-yard touchdown pass on the first play from scrimmage, and they've been able to do that a lot. They strike early with a long bomb and they put the opposing team on their heels pretty much before the game even gets started mancini in that game he is unbelievable with his speed he has three touchdowns now last year reflecting back Maine well had a tough game against the forks at blue devil stadium 34 to 21 the big question this year is can anybody stay with the speed of Maine and well should be an outstanding game a big defensive team the forks and, well, well-rounded team, but certainly an offensive juggernaut in the form of the Emmy Spartans' homecoming this Saturday up in and Well, Spartan Stadium should be a dandy in action on the Section 4 scene.
0: Great. Thank you, Roger. Appreciate it. Thank you. Now our second game of the week, a Class C showdown. The Waverly Wolverines, led by Coach Jason Miller, travel to Susquehanna Valley to play the Sabres, led by Coach Mike Ford. This is Susquehanna Valley's homecoming weekend, and usually you schedule an easier game for homecoming. Definitely not the case for this game. The homecoming parade has been moved to 5 p.m. on Friday. That's 5 p.m. on Friday. The kickoff is still scheduled for Saturday at 1.30 at Sabres Field. Now for the visiting team, the Waverly Wolverines. They're the defending Section 4 Class C champions, and last week they handily beat Watkins Glen Odessa Montour 56-6. They're coming into this game ranked number 7 in New York State with a 5-1 overall record and 3-0 and in the division. They've scored a total of 225 points and allowed only 79. That's a scoring average of 37 points per game, and Waverly allows only 13 points per game. They're on a four game winning streak. Now at the Susquehanna Valley, the host team. Last week, SV was held scoreless in a 32 0 loss to Shenango Forks. Susquehanna Valley is coming into the game ranked as an honorable mention in New York State. They have a 3 2 overall record, and they're 2 1 in the division. They've scored a total of 127 points and allowed 104. That's a scoring average of 25 points per game and Susquehanna Valley allows 20 points per game. Susquehanna Valley will need the ball to bounce their way a few times to keep this game close. Now here are some of the student athletes to watch. In addition to the linemen for each team, here are a few student athletes who will definitely affect the outcome of this game and their team's season. For the Wolverines, we start with Joey Tommaso. He's been a five-year starter at quarterback for the Wolverines, and if he was working for the school district, He'd be eligible for a pension. Also for Waverly, we got Jay Pfeiffer, Jake Van Houten, Colson Keatley, Carter George, Jake Benjamin, Cam Hills, Troy Beeman, and what I call the X Factor, Xavier Watson. Now for the Susquehanna Valley Sabres. You got quarterback Luke Carriman, Anthony Cortez, Quentin Brown, Ian Harder. Gavin Isaac, Connor Vanderlein, Aiden Howard, and Jesse Freer. Now for the Ask Coach Smith segment. Andy writes, Hey Coach, I was watching a high school game and the quarterback was in the shotgun formation. He received the snap and spiked the ball to stop the clock. He was not penalized. I thought he had to be, receive the ball under center so that he could spike it and clock it. What gives? Well, Andy, that rule changed a few years ago. It used You were correct. It used to be the quarterback had to receive the ball directly from the center, and then he could spike the ball to stop the clock. Now, they, can also, have, they also have the option to receive the, the, the snap in the shotgun formation and spike the ball for the same results. Although... If the quarterback bobbles the ball at all, that is off, and he's he's eligible to be tackled. When they spike the ball, that's considered an incomplete pass, and that's where they'll get the ball back at the line of scrimmage. So, Andy, thank you very much for your question, and I encourage all of you to submit your questions or recommendations. Go to Cover4.com, that's C-O-V-E-R-I-V.com, And there's a couple of sections you can go to. You can go to Ask Coach Smith or go to Next Fan Up. And please share your thoughts and ideas. Thank you. Officials are needed. The the officials are the third team on the field, and without them, games don't take place. The officials usually make the calls, but today I'm making the call for the officials. The ranks of the football officials continue to dwindle. We always need officials. If you're interested in becoming an official, visit their Facebook page. Just search on Southern Tier Football Officials. That's Southern Tier Football Officials. Click on the message button and send your name and contact information. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe. Tell your friends to visit Cover4.com and be the next fan up. Your inputs are never out of bounds. In football and life, It's not where we line up, it's where we wind up. Thank you for listening to the Cover 4 Podcast.